Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome again to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Today I want to talk to you about your children and money. Um, now, one of the earliest episodes I've, I've done as a podcast was about financial education. And I said there that I thought financial education was, uh, you know, the cornerstone, the key to to being financially secure, financially free, and, you know, financially uh, astute. And, you know, if, if you don't have that education about how much money you make, you could end up quickly losing it. But with, with regards to children, um, how soon should you start teaching them? Because I've, I've found that, uh, you know, I've met people who've left school and left university and, and not really knowing that much about money at all. They don't know how to, to save money. They don't know much about pensions. They don't know how to buy a house or about anything about mortgages. So we're kind of left to fumble around in the dark after you know years at school and we're kind of left with with very little in in terms of uh, financial education. Now, I I've always believed that people should have this from a very young age, and you know it would it would make a huge difference to people in their life because after all, what are your biggest things in life? You know, some of the biggest transactions are buying a house or saving for pensions, um, you know, providing and that sort of thing. So these are, are, are key skills that we we all should know. And there doesn't seem to be an easy way of, of learning this. One of the things I suggested was to take a, a, an introduction to financial advisory course and, you know, learn that way and learn about all the products and, and all the things. And that would give you a leapfrog. But with regards to children, um, some say that by the time a child has reached seven, they have pretty much, um, in, you know, set in their mind what they feel about money. And, you know, a lot of our attitudes are formed in those very early years. And it's the same thing for money. So it's interesting that the the the, the bank and financial house Schroders has got together with a lot of other city institutions and put up a million pounds and given it to a charity to start teaching children in schools money lessons. And that they're reaching out now to 18,000 children, but they, they really need the government to take this up and put it on the curriculum and they were showing some kids aged seven years old talking about APR and A A E R. So APR being the the interest that you're charged on money that you you borrow annual percentage rate. Always been confusing. And the AER interest earned. And you know, and he was able to to explain this quite well, which which was great. And they were talking about budgeting. You know, not not spending all all the all your money. They were talking about needs versus wants. You know. Do you really need a cream cake? You know, can you live without a cream cake? Well, of course you can. Do you really need all those extra toys? Well, you know, there's needs and and then just wants. And they were talking about not giving in to, to all your wants. And isn't that the same when we're growing up, really? It's the same thing as, you know, do I really need that that new car? You know, do I really need that gadget? Um, you know, and, and the answer is, is invariably no. And it's like these compulsive shoppers, isn't it? You know, they're going around buying stuff all the time, 
just because it's there, just because, you know, there's a 50% discount on it, but, you know, do, do you really need it? So that, that was an interesting move. And I hope that children are, do start learning as young as possible in school about money uh, because it, it, it is so important later in life. And I talk about your attitudes to money in my book. Yes, money can buy you happiness. Um, this, this is the, the, the cover there. It's on Amazon. And the beliefs about money, your, your money beliefs in the early chapters there, are formed at a very young age, the seven money myths. Um, and and one of those money myths is that money is the root of all evil. And and these seven money myths are kind of formed from your childhood, from your parents, obviously. And, you know, you might hear your parents talking about money, about people that have money as being bad or evil or crooks, uh, fat cats, that sort of thing. Uh, you might hear that money is bad, that, that it's 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 the, the root of all evil, whereas the, the original saying is, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And, you know, it was just written by somebody. It, you know, it's not something that's come out that's carved in stone. Um, so for the love of money, that love and uh, worship of money, which, which, you know, when you translate it back, it, it's more or less saying the worship of money is the root of all evil. But, you know, we know from our research in this book that money does buy happiness money makes you a little bit happier um, up to a certain point a certain income money definitely makes people happier and and i know it's nice to, to just have money it's nice to be able to go and eat out you know tonight um i was on my way home from something and i was with a few friends and we decided to eat out not come home and cook and it's nice to, to do that without having to think oh can i afford it you know i i i would not like that feeling to think well I can't afford to go out for a meal until I get paid at the end of the month or, you know, I can't really afford that trip. I can't really afford to upgrade my flight or you know, just simple things like having a meal. It, it's very important. Money gives you options. Money gives you choices. You know, when you've you've got nothing, you've got no money, you haven't got any choice. Ever. You're just stuck with what you, you've got. Um, you know, for instance, I was talking to someone who lives in a government social housing and that person is is okay that they're on a low rent and they're safe and secure because they can never be thrown out unless they don't pay their rent and the rent will stay lower than the private sector <clears throat> but the flat is very small it's, it's it's a tiny one bed and the person said well it's okay but it's not enough for two and if i wanted to get together with somebody then you know i i don't know i if i give up this flat and and go and live with that person what if it doesn't work out and then I, I'm then stuck and I'd have to get back on the council list and then it could take years. And so, you know, they're almost trapped in that that place, which is, they, they said, there's not a nice flat anyway. Um, so, you know, that, that's not a nice situation to be in where you, you, you're you stuck in that, you're in that trap and you haven't got any options. So that's that's one of the reasons why I think money does, does buy happiness because it gives you options. It gives you options about where to go, what to do, uh, you know, where to have treatment if you need it, um, where to, to, to live in, in terms of, you know, what neighbourhood you want to live in. Do you want a neighbourhood that's good for your children, for children's schools, or do you, do you want to, 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 to give your children private tuition? All of these things are choices that money can give you. And, and in effect, that, that money is then buying you happiness, buying your family happiness, security and freedom. So that's enough about my, my uh, beliefs on money. But um, talking about children, 
another article I saw is is asking the question, how much money should we give our children in terms of pocket money? And, you know, if parents can afford to give pocket money, then much more often they'll just pay them in cash. Sometimes they'll buy them stuff. Sometimes they'll put stuff in their bank account. But it said 84% of British parents give notes and coins to children, typically, typically on allowance, including some discretionary spending of an average of around £7 per week, about a pound a day. Um, and yet by 2028, banks predict that for every 10 occasions when an adult buys something, they will use notes and coins once. And for the rest, they'll be using mostly cards and cards and digital payments. Well, you know, we know that digital payments are already here and they're coming and you'll have Facebook payments. Maybe parents might be giving their children Facebook credits in the future. And certainly there's Apple Pay and a lot of young children now have smartphones. So I can I can see the day when they just put something on their on their phone and they go out and, and buy stuff with it. So that, that's an interesting trend. And it also says that it's useful to, to pocket money is a useful way of, of teaching children, um, you know, how to use money. It teaches them, you know, about money and, you know, what is money? What can money do? You know, you take this coin or this note and you go and exchange it for sweets and goodies. You know, that that's money. And one of the things about spending money is when when a child spends money they get something nice they get sweets or a toy or something exciting but you know if you put the money in a piggy bank or in the bank then it's almost like you're taking it away from them and depriving them of that so maybe that's how we get into that spending habit from a very young age and it does have a lasting effect i mean mcdonald's are, are well known for giving cheap kids parties because they know that children will remember that and every time they walk into mcdonald's they get that warm fuzzy feeling that you know, they had this party when they were very young. So it, it's very important to, to I suppose, teach children that saving is good as, as, as well as um, uh, spending. And it seems a lot of children, uh, some parents will just give their, their children money and say, there you go. Uh, others will ask them to do chores in return. But only about 30% of, or 28% to be exact, of parents will... Uh, Give, give their children chores in return for, for money. And I think that's a good way of teaching them how to earn money rather than just giving money. Um, a friend of mine's got uh, uh, children and, and he has been teaching them about, uh, you know, money and said, well, you know, we're going to the shop now and you've got X amount of money. I think it was 10 or 20 pounds. And the boy said, well, I want all of those toys. And they said, well, you can't have all of them. You can, you know, there's three things you want, but you've got this amount of money. So which one do you want? And, you know, the boy had to think about this. He's, he's about seven years old. He's thinking, well, I don't know. And, you know, he's really starting to think about it now. And then he bought one of them and he said, when can I get the rest of them? And he said, well, you know, you, you can have to earn some money. And you know, then he thought, oh, I can go and see my uncle. Let's go and see my uncle because he always gives me 10 pounds when I see him. <laughs> so he's he's already starting to think creatively about how he can get some money, which is is a great thing. And I think... It's right that that parent will not just say, well, oh, you can have all three toys because would they really appreciate three things at once? Would they get that one thing, they might value it more. And I think that's a good thing. So, um, you know, the advice for parents from the independent money and pension services is to get children started with money as young as possible. But don't worry about how much to give in pocket money or how often. Um, I, I think weekly is generally the norm. And parents who have no money at the end of the week should still talk to their children about 
financial choices they make. Um, so, uh, you know, another way is, um, you know, coins. I, I, I think kids like coins. They talk about giving, giving coins. Um, so that's just a little bit about, about pocket money. Uh, there's even apps now you can get for kids. Uh, it's called a, a Rooster Money app. Allows youngsters to set their savings goals. You know, why not? Um, give, get, try and get children into banking as young as possible. Get them a little card or something like that. I think it's all good things to, to start from a very young age to learn about money. And then perhaps later on, they won't be making the same mistakes that other people make and getting scammed and, and not making the right choices in life. So there you go. Hope this has been useful. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and ultimately enjoy money. More money. Check out my book. Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness on on Amazon. Gives you so much information uh, about making money as well as, you know, changing your money mindset. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 